and welcome to The Big Review Ski with me, Owen Doherty. And look there, it's my friend, Rory Cashin. Hello, Rory. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good, Rory. Do you know what I love? Oof, so many things. <laughs> Be careful now, Rory. Do you know what I love? Uh, movies? Rory. <laughs> movies, that's what I was going to okay. I was going to go movies slash film slash cinema. But yeah, that was the correct answer. Oh, thank God. That okay. <laughs> um... One of my favorite cinema-going experiences, we've talked about it here on the show before, is A Quiet Place from pre-pandemic, so what, about 84 years ago or so? Uh, yes. Roughly, I when think, cinemas were last open? I think, uh, as calendars would put it, I think 2018. But, um, yeah, you're right in the actual terminology of time passing and relativity. It was it's well over a century now. Like, at least. Before the world shut down, one of the big major blockbuster films, well, blockbuster, not really so much, but uh, a huge hit previously, uh, one of the brand new films that was about to be released Mm. in March of 2020 was A Quiet Place Part 2. The first one was uh, incredible in the cinema, just lauded all over the world. John Krasinski hailed as a new directing and writing genius. Emily Blunt uh, and Krasinski putting in brilliant performances, three stellar child performances as well. And then the brand new film is finally about to be released. And as we love here in Ireland, it's like, oh my God, there's somebody from Ireland in it. But it's not just anybody. It's Killian Flippin' Murphy. Um, what what was this like? We've got him here in the show. This is unbelievable. Yeah, like as you said, we were actually prepping to interview him in March 2020 for the first for the first time so, it was going to arrive in cinemas, and then the world ended. And so you had loads of time. You had a year to work on these questions. Yeah, you think the interview would have been better in hindsight since <laughs> it was so long to get the questions right. But uh, yeah, so uh, long time coming, and eventually we did get to talk to him. Um, He's still at the at the time of the interview. Anyway, he was still kind of on set in Manchester for season six of Peaky Blinders. Uh, but we got a, a longer than usual chat with with Killian, uh, and he is, yeah, like our Ireland love. They just love him. They love him, and seeing him in a Hollywood movie uh, is, I think, it's such a natural magnet for Irish cinema goers, especially because it's this movie. Because as we said. The first movie was was so iconic in going to see like people leaving the cinema with full things of popcorn because no one wanted to touch anything in case they made noise. Um, and Killian had a very similar experience because he talks about seeing the first one in the cinema and how it was one of those like unforgettable cinema going moments for him, uh, and why it kind of led into him wanting to do the second one so much. But across the conversation, he talks about his favorite horror movies. Uh, why the Irish accent is so difficult to get right, uh, his memories of working as Scarecrow in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Uh, like he, he, we had a we had a bit of a span of conversations, and he he was very forthcoming with his opinions and thoughts and memories and all that stuff. So, yeah, he was a very intelligent talker. He 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 definitely has uh, he's thought out everything he's done in his career, and you can tell even afterwards he's still. He still has, you know, maintained those positions and opinions on everything that he's done. So yeah, he's a. Uh, it was it was a fun interview. How many questions did you ask him about his cheekbones? I think I like to think that every question had that in the in the subtext because yeah. no matter like even hey Killian, how's your day? I think subtextually you're asking hey mm-hmm. Killian, how are your cheekbones? So amazing. Well, listen, I'm in. This is my kind of interview. <laughs> Everybody enjoy Killian Murphy on A Quiet Place Part 2. Hello, Killian. How are you doing today? I'm grand. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. Where in the world am I talking to you from today? I am in Manchester. Oh, for, for Peaky. How's that going? Uh, we're, we're nearly there now. We're, um, I think we're about two weeks out from finishing. Yeah. So it's been, a, we've been here since January. So it's a, lo- a long one. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, could, Congratulations on the movie. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was so much. It, it's such a film I want people to see in a cinema. Um, yeah, how cool. I remember the first one being such an iconic memory in the cinema going experience because I've never experienced a screen so quiet. Yeah. Um, are you excited for this to maybe be one of the first big ones that will get people back into cinemas? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I had the same experience as you in the cinema with this. I seen the first one. I mean, I had I had um, I had read very little about it, and um, I brought, but I heard it was good, and I brought my two kids along, and we had like it was pure cinema. You know what I mean? We were we were completely focused, and it was it wasn't passive viewing. Do you know what I mean? You were fully engaged in the story. Uh, and as you say, it was entirely quiet and no one was eating snacks. No one was on their phones. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I hope so, man. I mean, people have to feel safe and have to feel confident to go back to the cinema. But it, 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 if they do, and I think, um, you know, everyone's trying for, for, for that to be the case, then if they do, then this is the film to go back for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember thinking the same thing after the first one. I was a walk as I was walking out of uh, having seen the sequel. I was like, I don't think Irish people would last very long in this apocalypse setup because we <laughs> love talking too much. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I'd rather die than have to give up uh, conversation. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, like it is. And I think the only thing we have is the Angelus. There'll be one minute a day where it's we're good. <laughs> um, I was when I was talking to John and Emily, they told me they have a house down in Goline. Uh, I don't know if you oh, know right. that here. So yeah, he apparently invites everyone down and whoever goes down, they have to sign a wall. It was left in his will by his granny. Uh, oh, wow. so he has he hasn't invited you down yeah, yet. Never, never never invited me, huh? <laughs> Oh, you'll have to get on that. John, what's going on? <laughs> Bring us all down to court. I will. I will. I do think he's he's got people that are from Cork. He did tell me that. Yeah, like I think outside the other side, the non-Krasinski side is is Irish. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all right. Yeah, half of them anyway. Um, yeah. My my, I've only one complaint about a quiet place pack two, and it's that I couldn't walk out and turn and walk into another screen where they were playing a quiet place part three, because <laughs> it sets up a sequel so perfectly. Um, where you just you immediately want to hear and, and watch more of the story. Um, yeah. Were there any conversations with John about necessarily where the story is? Because I know there's a spin-off with another director, but did, were, were there any conversations about where it might go next? I think there will, I think there will be another one. I mean, it, he, what he's done is, is so elegant in that he's started tiny with the story, then expanded a bit bigger, and, and and I guess the next one will be slightly bigger. Whereas normally it starts huge, you mm-hmm. know, like the White House gets blown up or something like that, and then it comes and it, you know. Whereas he's done it the opposite, and you gradually are kind of fed little 
little crumbs about what happened and why the you know what why the situation is the way it is and that that is brilliant so yes i i i think it's it's definitely set up for for more how they'll do it i have no idea the the there are some scenes in this because i remember watching the first and there was the scene with the male and i was thinking it's going to be tough to match a scene of that intensity and that scariness. And it turns out yeah. I was wrong because there are scenes in this that are just as scary and just as intense. But uh, just looking at your own CV, it does appear like you are a horror fan, at least being in them. But uh, would you say you are a horror fan when it comes to actually watching them? I don't ever think of films in, uh, in terms of genre, ever. I just think of them in terms of a good script or a not good script, genuinely. Uh, um, it's only afterwards that you see, oh, right, that, that's probably, people put that in that genre. Um, and again, and the same is in terms of my viewing taste. I just look for good films uh, and I don't necessarily go to be to be scared. But if I had to pick, a, you know, like a horror thriller, that would be number one. It would have to be The Shining because I saw it when I was 15 with my brother and we couldn't sleep the whole night. And every time I watch it again, it's still terrifying. It's not like The Exorcist, which isn't scary anymore to me. I don't, I don't find it scary, but The Shining still remains absolutely terrifying to me. So, but that's just me. No, like, like it's, it's, it's absolutely not just you. I think everyone still <laughs> finds The Shining terrifying. Yeah. Um, but you're saying there, like, from the scripts that you get, a script for, say, the, A Quiet Place Part Two. In my mind, I imagine it must be quite thin because there's hardly any dialogue. There's a lot of scene descriptions in it. Um, yeah. Under normal circumstances, you might be like, there's nothing, there's not much going here. But like having seen the first one, were you very confident knowing exactly what to expect once you got that script? Exactly that. Yeah, I mean, the, I think it was 70 pages, the script, when I had it actually in, you know, it printed out. Um, but because I had seen the first one in the cinema, because I was so blown away by it. And because, you know, John and Emily and the whole team were coming back together, then I had confidence that it would be uh, as good as. Uh, but in my opinion, it's actually better than the first one. But again, I would say that. Um, and it's a hard thing to do, man. Sequels, as you know, are this, the, the, the history of cinema is just littered with failed, failed attempts at, you know, sequels. And uh, it's quite a thing for him to have, you know, uh, surpassed the bar that he all set for himself with the first one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it is, because again, horror is one of those genres that you think the sequel, like, historically, they tend not to match. So it is yeah. a lovely surprise to walk into this film and go, it's just as good, if not better, uh, as the original. Yeah. So that, that is a nice surprise for everyone going to see it. Um, working with Emily, um, I've chatted yeah. to her a few times and she's... I, such a fantastic actress but i understand she kind of went immediately from this set to wild atlantic time um <laughs> were, were, were there any comments did she like talk to you at all about like attempting to nail the irish accent before that she is amazing at accents uh, like she is amazing i have not seen wild mountain time and emily and jamie are good pals of mine so uh, uh i'm not going to say anything about that movie that people haven't already said. I'm not going to add to anything. Um, uh, uh, but we did. We we met up. We I met up with Jamie and Emily when when, we, when they were in Dublin, or they were in Ireland. We met up in Dublin and hung out. But um, they they're both brilliant. 
No, like I again, like Emily is she's, she's so fantastic, um, and the, I actually thought her accent it was was good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was more just out of curiosity to see if there was any like because there's always that one keyword for for actors where they they find that one word and they nail it, and then they have the rest of the accents following in after that. Um, Irish man so is the hardest. I think it's it's one of the hardest ones to do. It really is, you know. Yeah. It, it, for, I don't know why that is. Maybe because it's so variable, and because maybe because again historically in America there seems to have been a version of the Irish accent that seems to have been accepted that isn't accurate. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I, I guess because the country is so small and it's so varied, uh, you, yeah. you could walk ten minutes up the road and someone sounds completely different. To how uh, yeah. someone down the road sounds. Coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the end of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, believe it or not. Um, I am curious. The his his trilogy was such a magnet for fantastic Irish actors, yourself and Liam Neeson. And now we've got the new Batman with Barry Keoghan and Colin Farrell coming out. Um, do you have any like distinct fun memories from that trilogy? And are you excited about seeing the new version? Well, I'm very excited to see the new version with Colin and Barry. I mean, they'll be amazing in it. Um, I saw the trailer. It looks class. Um, uh, do I have any outstanding memories? Gosh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never expected to find myself on a Batman set, do you know, do you know? Uh, and uh, having a fight scene with, with, with Batman. Um, it never occurred to me really doing theatre in Ireland for years that that was never kind of on the agenda. And, you know, I, I I suppose for me, again, I wasn't really thinking about it like a Batman movie. I was thinking about it. Oh, the opportunity to work with Christopher Nolan, you know, that that's how I approach these things. And it, really, honestly, I couldn't have cared less about what film it was. I just wanted to work with him. And then it, it developed into you know, relationship where we've done a few things together now and I feel so privileged to have been able to do that. And those films are magnificent. Um, I mean, again, I haven't watched them in a long time. I hope there's some special version that comes out with loads of extras. The thing with him is he doesn't, there's not many extras because he just shoots the script. So there's never any like deleted scenes or anything because he never shoots more than he needs. He, he's got it all mapped out so mathematically. Fantastic. Killian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Cool. Nice to chat, man. Have a good day. Take care. See you, man. A year in the making, but 100% <laughs> worth the wait. He sounds like, oh, like, I mean, as we said, I know he's just uh, such an amazing talent anyway, but just lovely there and just so interesting to listen to. Like, I know, as you said, you know, you got slightly longer than usual because usually. Um, access to you know big Hollywood stars it's like here are three and a half minutes for you to talk to them yeah um, so it's lovely to hear him just kind of expand on a couple of things there especially his own kind of cinema going experiences and opinions as well um, but yeah no I, I just I cannot wait to see this film and I cannot wait to see him in it as well yeah uh, so again depending on when you're listening to this it may already be in the cinema or it's about to come to the cinema it's also due to arrive in I think it's already out in cinemas in, in Northern in the Ireland. North. Um, but 
down here it will be opening day so monday june 7th again depending on the cinema and the timetables and the schedules yada yada but yeah it is uh it is something you need to see it is such a great film to go back to the cinema too it's such a, an immediate sledgehammer reminder of how great certain films are to see in the cinema and this is like as much as people would want to feel as safe as they can this is something i would love to see in a packed cinema where you know everyone is being completely quiet until there's that jump scare and everyone screams in unison um but yeah it is it's definitely worth seeing and he's he's fantastic in it well obviously the good thing about if you are going back to the cinema to see this one and you do have concerns about airborne transmissions of any kind of virus, like nobody breathes, I imagine, for <laughs> the duration of the film. So don't worry, there'll be no there'll be no breath in the air, essentially. Yeah, because everyone has their hand over their mouth uh, just to <laughs> yeah. stifle the screams anyway. So <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see it. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna whisper. Okay. 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 So but not too loud, because we still have to hear you. Oh yeah, and uh, thanks to Killian Murray. Oh god, here comes a creature. Okay, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. 